Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast, your go-to source for insights and strategies in the HVAC, plumbing, and roofing industries. I'm Corey Barrier, here to guide you through transformative approaches to business and mindset. Each episode will explore unique methods, focusing on identifying and addressing the core challenges in your field. Our goal is to equip you and your team with practical solutions that foster growth and success. So whether you're tuning in for the first time or you're a longtime listener, get ready to dive into a wealth of knowledge and expertise. Let's begin our journey to success together. This is the successful life. It's Corey Barrier. Yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn. Apply it to your life. It's your turn. To live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Three, This is the Successful Life Podcast, your favorite home services podcast. Hi, I'm Corey Barrier, the number one best-selling author of Nine Simple Steps to Sell More Shit. You can find my book on Amazon.com. Just search for my name, C-O-R-E-Y-B-E-R-R-I-E-R. I'm here to help you open more doors, close more deals, and rock your revenue in your home services company. For companies with customer service teams who are dissatisfied with their current performance, my new solution is a plug-and-play CSR accelerator for home service companies. For example, my CSR accelerator raised the call book rate from 82 to 94% within 90 days. The company also closed $317,456.92 in missed revenue during that same 90 days using my proprietary process. You can go to HVACplumbingsales.com for more information or you could text me at 919-896-9999. If I have positively touched your life or business through this show, I want to hear from you in the review section. It really does help me, Corey B. I want to thank our military, and I'd also really like to thank the hardest working men and women in the world, in my opinion, in the trades, plumbers, HVAC, electricians, roofers, etc. Today's episode is a banger with me, Corey B. We go deep into how reciprocity will help you win and how reciprocity will help you f recovering from your alcoholism. This is the successful life. Corey Barrier, yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn. Apply it to your life. It's your turn to live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Three, two, one, let's go. Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast. I am your host, Corey Barrier, and today, folks, we're going to talk about reciprocity and what that does for you in your business and in your life and, you know, the benefits of it. The first thing, reciprocity, let me explain what that means. Reciprocity means that you willingly do something for another individual without any expectation of anything in return. And so what that means is... So you, it's just doing the right thing, right? And again, the benefit of that and what happens by the universal law, so to speak, is that good things come to you when you do those things, right? When you do those things with a pure heart. Now, if you give something to someone, if you help someone with the intention of getting repaid, that's not reciprocity. That's doing it with a, a, a turd intention. So it's just not, it's not, don't want to do that. So I want to tell you a story. I'm going to tell you a couple of stories that you're going to really like. So hang around because this is going to be a, this is going to be pretty cool. So I want to tell you my wife, 
I would say unbeknownst to her, she, because she's naturally just a good person. She's naturally a giving person. She naturally looks out for other people, especially like her clients, right? And I'm very much so the same way, but her, she's done this for years. And so what she does before she meets with a client is she meets them at Starbucks or a coffee shop and she gets their order before she gets there and gets there early and gets a table and she has their coffee waiting on them. The reason she does that is because she wants to have them to have a good experience and it's a nice thing to do. And so the outcome of that most of the time is that she books the wedding. Now that's not because of the coffee, but the coffee starts the cycle of them liking my wife and wanting to be around my wife because she's already done something nice for them. So I'll give you one more quick example. And it's, it's actually around coffee as well. I got this out of a book. I don't remember which book, but the way this guy explained it, he said, you know, when he said, if you're staying in a coffee shop, right. And you go and you buy the guy in front of you a cup of coffee, right? It's your friend. You buy him a cup of coffee. You're buying, if you buy him a cup of coffee, you're buying insurance, right? Cause you guys are going to sit down And let's just pretend that he sees somebody walking up behind you with a hammer. Maybe Paul Pelosi's person. That guy's going to automatically defend you because you've already done something nice for him. And so in his brain, he owes you. And I don't mean that like in a negative way, but it's just human nature. And I went through this recently. So I went to Charlotte for the PHCC meeting, which I'll talk about that in a minute. And I went down early, which was my fault. And... So I got to the hotel at 9 a.m., which you all know, you can't check in until 4 o'clock. And I didn't really feel like using my my tactics to strong arm my way in. I just wasn't feeling that this morning, but I do know how to do that. And so I just, I went in and talked talk to the guy and I said, hey, I said, uh, is it all right if I hang out in the lobby while I wait for my room? He said, yeah, no problem. I said, okay, cool. I said, but look, I'm going to run to Starbucks and get coffee. I said, look, I've got coffee right there. But my guess is you probably would like something better than that. And he was like, it's not my coffee, but I would love it if you get me a tea. And he was, and the guy was just taken back that I asked him to do that. So I did. I did it out of the kindness of my heart, not for any other reason. I was going to Starbucks. Like, it's not a big deal to bring him something if I'm getting something. And so there was a girl up there, not when I was talking to him during this past conversation, I just explained, but there was a girl up there previously. And so I just went ahead and got two of the drinks because I didn't know if she was going to be up there or not, but I didn't want to go up there and just bring him one. So I brought back two drinks and I said, Hey, I said, I don't know if the girl's still working here today, but if she's not, I guess you have two drinks. Right. And I said, I'm just curious, is it, uh, should I park in the parking deck or how should I do this while I wait? And he said, hang on a minute. So let me go ahead and get you in your room right now. He said, yeah, I got a room for you. Right, let me get you checked in. And he said, look, he said it's $25 a night to park. He said, I'm going to go ahead and stamp your ticket three times. So that way you don't have to pay $25 a day. So $75, he saved me uh, because I brought him that tea. Now, here's the other thing. And that's all cool, right? That was really beneficial. That was really helpful. And I'm really grateful for all of that. But here was the real payoff. Every time I walked through that lobby since then, every time I walked through that lobby over that next three days, that dude smiled at me ear to ear. And that tells me that what I did for him was I made that guy's day. I did something so nice for him that he remembers it so much that I light him up every time I walk by. Or that's my perception anyway. And so it makes me feel really good when when I can do stuff like that. 
And it's really simple stuff, right? It's really, it's a $5 cup of tea or whatever it was, but that, or two of them, but that saved me hours of sitting in a lobby, uncomfortable, not one, I wouldn't want to sit there for that long. In fact, I probably wouldn't have. And, and it saved me $75. By doing nice things for people, this, it comes back to you. It just does. Like I said before, it's the law of the universe. And I've mentioned AA a couple of times as of recent, and this is exactly what's happening in AA. And I didn't realize this until yesterday, but like I went to my first meeting and I talked about, I shared every meeting because that's what, if you want to get better, you got to share and tell people where you're at. And so I um, picked up a sponsee that after that very first meeting, which is really dope because that's what I wanted. The second meeting, I got the opportunity to speak to a guy that's less than, I think he was less than 30 days sober. and pretty fresh out of rehab, but he was running, he's running an HVAC company. And that's cool because I work with HVAC people, right? So the guys, like I've got 13 years sobriety, so I, I could certainly help this guy in a million different ways. And I'm not saying in business, but, but I talk his same language. Like I understand his business. So him working with me would only make sense, but we'll see if that works out. I didn't press it because it's his choice, right? And I want him to make the right choice because if this is a really serious thing, and if you make the wrong choice with the wrong sponsor. And I've done that. I've had sponsors, my God, I've had sponsors that have gone out before, but you know, that, and it's not super, I guess, super uncommon. This is a really tricky situation, tricky disease, tricky addiction. It's, I don't know. It's interesting, but anyway, back to the reciprocity. And then the third, this is the coolest, probably Eric Obramp said, I had him on my show the other day and it's not out yet, but I had him on my show and he said, look, I'm going to challenge you to get some account, get an accountability, you know, accountability partner, because you really, you really need that. And I said, okay, it sounds like to me, Eric, we just picked up an accountability partner. He said, yeah, I walked in on that one, didn't I? I said, you did. So you'll get to hear that probably on the next show that comes out most likely. And it was great because other thing that came out of that. So I went to a meeting earlier that day and I look at what Eric offered me as a gift, right? That's the gift I got from going to that meeting and sharing earlier. And then the second gift out of that whole conversation is, I won't get into it, but we're talking about starting a group for people in recovery, not a separate group from what, or I don't know, I won't get into it, but because we haven't mapped out all the details, but it's going to be cool. And what my point in telling you that is I view that as another gift. I'm, he's given, we've paired up to provide an opportunity to help other people. And I couldn't ask for a better opportunity right now than that, right? Because if you've listened to my last episode, you know that I've been struggling with this. I've been struggling with AA. You know that I'm not struggling with it now because I'm viewing it, thanks to Eric, very differently. And to be totally transparent with you, it was my ego that was keeping me out of it. And listen, I want you to really hear me clear, clearly with this. Your ego is not your amigo. Your ego is not your amigo. If you're starting, if you're now getting sober, or maybe you're thinking about getting sober, or maybe you're listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, am I an alcoholic? Do I drink too much? My question to you is, if you're asking yourself that question, the answer is probably yes. And so there's a lot of people that are very high-functioning alcoholics in this world, more people than you can even fathom. And when I say high functioning, meaning on the outside, they're functioning. On the inside, they're destroyed. 
right? But you would never know that because on the outside, they don't look destroyed because they're killing it. They're making millions of dollars. They're leading big companies. But inside, they have to live with that pain and that struggle of that drink. And I'm telling you right now, it's something that you just don't even understand. If you've not been through this, you have absolutely no idea how effing hard it is to divorce your best friend, which is al- was alcohol for me. Cocaine, that, that ended once I got caught with it. I stopped that shit immediately. But drinking was always my friend. It was always there. It was always there to comfort me. It was always there to be my friend until it wasn't. Right. And that's what happens. Right. Alcohol starts out great. We have a lot of fun. Right. I can remember the good times. Yep. But guess what? All those good times and then all those bad times, all them days I sat in jail because I got caught drinking and driving three times. So, so dude, like, if you look at that, I don't know about you. You've probably never been in jail, but it sucks. I'm going to tell you that right now. It sucks. And I, only, I spent 17 days in jail and dude, it was the worst 17 days I've ever, I thought I was gone. I thought I was done. And this was after I got caught selling coke and selling dope. And really 17 days, not jack compared to what I should have been in there for. And I was just in a regular old jail. Like I wasn't in like prison for God's sakes, but either way, it was awful. I'm not, I'm not jail material. I'm just not, and I'm certainly not prison material. We got to. Yeah, my point here is this. Let me just get through this. If you are struggling with this, you really should consider reaching out. Consider reaching out to someone. There's you go to a.org and find anything you want. But if you want to reach out to me, you should do that. I'm going to give you the information. Uh, at the well, you got the information at the first of the show. So just go back and listen to how you get a hold of me. But listen carefully of how you get a hold of me. And don't do it any other way than the way I ask you to do it because I'm not going to answer the phone if you call. Simply text. Simple text. That's the only way I'm going to respond. And, and look, sending that first text is hard. It is the hardest text message you will ever send in your life because you're having to ask somebody for help with something that you really don't know if you have a problem with. Deep down, you have a problem, but you don't really want to admit that to anybody. And that's the spot that is going to keep you stuck. This episode of the Successful Life Podcast is brought to you by House Call Pro. Whether you're looking to streamline your operations, reduce paperwork, or boost revenue, House Call Pro is your all-in-one business solution. Transform your business today with essential tools and support designed to drive efficiency and deliver exceptional customer service. To learn more, click the link in the show notes. So you got to pick up the phone and you've got to use it. If you don't, you're never going to get better. I'm telling you from my own experience, look, I've been down the not picking up the phone route and it sucks because all you do is just keep cycling these thoughts over and over and then you drink over and over. Like it's, dude, like I understand like my hands I was talking to my buddy Skip Shuey yesterday, and he was telling me about, I don't even know if I should be telling you this. I'll just tell you my story. I won't tell you Skip's story. 
So my story is that I was, I would shake so bad. I had no choice but to drink. I would wake up at 10 o'clock in the morning, 1030, maybe after doing God, everything in the world, doing drug and cocaine and drinking. And my hands would be shaking so bad. I wouldn't be able to write my name on a piece of paper. And that's no joke. I'm not exaggerating at all. And it is the most uncomfortable feeling that you've ever felt in your freaking life. And the only way to cure that or the only way to stop it is to pile more alcohol on top of it. That's the only thing that will stop the shakes. And I'm talking about two doubles. I'm not talking about a beer. I'm talking about two doubles to stop that shake. Now, this was at the worst of my time. This was when I was dealing drugs. This is when I was drinking. It was the worst of the worst time for me. It was, yeah, I was in, in the depth of it. I've had several other times that I've been in the depth of it, but this time was, it was bad. And so I finally, I'm going to tell you right now, those 17 days in that jail cell, detoxing from alcohol, holy hell. It was awful. You talk about sweats. You're in a jail cell. Puking. Like. It's an absolute. Nightmare. Now. I want you to think about what I just said. And if you don't remember it all. Go back and listen to it. Because if you are on the brink. Of getting sober. And maybe. You just want to drink. One more weekend. You might get to experience the same thing that I just explained to you. And that seems like a pretty good prize, right? That's going to be the prize if you don't make a change. You get to experience that same thing that I did. And maybe that sounds cool to you. But I'm going to tell you right now, it's not. It's not cool at all. And if, But look, I understand. Maybe you just haven't had enough. Maybe... Just maybe you feel like you're going to lick this thing on your own. How's that working out for you? How's that, how's that licking it on your own working out for you? Because some people can do that. I'm going to be honest with you and transparent. I've, look, Chip, Lord, Skip, that, that Skip story. Like, he didn't have to go to a program. He didn't have to do all that stuff, right? And he's cool now. But most of us don't make it out like that. Most of us struggle with this. And that struggle's real. And I feel your pain. But look, it can, I swear to God, it can change. But you have to move. You have to take action. You can't sit there and expect it just to go away. Because it, trust me, the alcohol is not going away. It's everywhere you are. And it's everywhere you're going to be. And it's always going to be you're always going to be able to buy it. So guess what? You have to change because the alcohol is not changing. But you got to want to change. And if you don't want to change, you certainly don't need to show up to AA because I shouldn't say that. Even if you don't want to change, you should show up to AA because guess what? Eventually, you're going to get it through your thick skull that this program is going to work for you and you've got a better life on the other side of this garbage that you're living in right now. I know this podcast took a little bit of a sideways turn, but... I was sitting here looking at my AA, my AA chip, and I don't know what Roman numeral this is because I don't remember no, my Roman numerals, but it's got, no, for the camera, you can see here, 
I don't know. It's got a one and a V in front of it. So I don't know what year that is. I was just flipping through this and I'm like, yeah, this is the part of my life that I've really been missing. And here are the benefits. So I've told you all the bad things that are going to come along with you not getting sober, right? Are you not stopping drinking or are you making the decision to not do it? Here are the great things that happen. I'm a number one bestselling author. You've already heard that on the first of the show. This podcast <coughs> is globally ranked top 5% in the world. You also know that. Look, dude, I've been sober over 13 years. You don't get to do these things if you stay drunk. These things that I get to do and speak in these places, right? I've spoken at PodFest twice. It's the largest podcast event in the world. In fact, I was in the Guinness Book of World Records with, for a show about with being a part of one of the pods. Podfest. I've spoken on stages with Roger Wakefield. I get to do some pretty cool stuff. But you don't get to do that if you keep drinking. You're not going to get those opportunities if you don't stop drinking. You don't get to meet these people if you don't stop drinking. Because these people that I run with, my people that are my winners in my circle, they don't hang out with Losers. They don't hang out with people that are not trying to win. Now, I'm not saying everybody we hang out with doesn't drink, but I'm telling you this, the people we hang with, they have their shit in order. So if they drink, they're not, they don't have a problem. Or maybe they do, who knows? But my point is, we don't run with people that are a, a bunch of idiots. And that's a really good lesson. You got to surround yourself with people that want to lift you up and do better. And they want you to do better and you want them to do better. And I hope that made sense. And I didn't tell you all that stuff to brag, but like, I have a pretty good life, right? I have a killer wife that's just um, un like smoking ass hot. And if you haven't seen her, you should go look because she is like, she can step on a stage any day of her life, period. And we live a cool life, right? It's, again, I'm not bragging, but it's the other side of what I told you before, because guess what? If I had not made that decision to stop drinking, oh my God, my story would have been prison. That would have been my story. Instead of all those things I told you, it would have just been prison. It would have, that's it. You know, that's one decision that I made that changed everything in my life. That's the one decision you can make. It's one decision, one decision to stop drinking, one decision to go to a meeting, one decision not to pick up today. It's one decision that could change the rest of your life. I promise you, I'm living proof of it. I'm living proof of it. And you're getting ready to see now that I've pulled my head out of my ass and I'm helping other alcoholics. Guess what? You're about to see things just blow up for me because that's the way things work. I don't know what that means, but I just know that's how it works. And I've done this enough years that it's just how it works. If you think I'm a nut job for saying that, I don't give a shit because it is what it is. I have the proof. Anyway, my hardcover book should be out very soon. I did change the cover on it. A little bit and we'll get into that at some point but you're gonna you're absolutely gonna love it so i'm really excited about that and i really appreciate you guys listening this is a bit different show today 
But I think it's important. I think it's really important. So, guys, I appreciate you. Do me a favor. Share the show. Just share the show. I don't make any money doing this show. Share it with somebody that might need to hear this. Maybe share it in one of your Facebook groups that you're in that have people in sobriety in it. Start there. That's how you can add value to my life without ever touching me, without ever talking to me, without ever knowing me. Share this in a recovery group because you can change people's lives by sharing this message in other people's groups. This is not a play for me. This is an important message and people need to hear it. And I feel like you should share it. So on top of that, you can also give me a review if you'd like. I'd really appreciate that as well. It needs to be about two sentences long. I don't care what you say. Tell me what you think. We'll see you guys on the other side. away from this podcast make sure you subscribe leave a review and go check out some other episodes on successfullifepodcast.com this is the successful life thank you for tuning into the successful life podcast we hope today's insights have ignited your passion and provided tools to shape your leadership journey remember greatness is a journey not a destination Continue your pursuit by exploring more resources and insights over at coreybarrier.com. Until next time, keep leading, keep learning, and keep striving for excellence. Stay inspired and see you on the next episode.